0: Hi, and welcome to the next episode of How Good It Is, a weekly show that takes a closer look at songs from the rock and roll era, and we check out some of the stories behind those songs and the artists who made them famous. My name is Claude Paul, and I'm still on the road, so forgive any weird background noises, if you please. Remember to check out the website, howgooditis.com, and the Twitter and the Instagram, and of course the Facebook page, which you can find over at facebook.com slash Pi. Here's a fun trivia question for you. Many of you know that the song, I'd Like to Teach the World to Sing, began its life in 1971 as a television commercial for Coca-Cola. But believe it or not, it wasn't the first song to start out that way. Only a year earlier, another song, originally written as a commercial jingle advertising a bank, became a hit single for a different musical act. What was the song? and who turned it into a top-five hit? As usual, I'll have that answer at the end of the program. In the early 1970s, there was a genre of film that became quite popular, and it started with a movie called Five Fingers of Death, and when that one was successful, another one called Enter the Dragon was released, starring Bruce Lee. The films were called Chop Saki, and they involved kung fu or other martial arts. The films are primarily made in Taiwan and Hong Kong, and they usually feature some rather weird storylines, funky special effects or sound effects, and lots of violence. It's also the source of a lot of jokes about movies being poorly dubbed into English. Chop was a term coined by Variety magazine as a kind of shorthand for the films, combining the phrase Chop Suey with Sock, as in the old-fashioned definition meaning a punch. So while it might be viewed as a kind of an offensive term nowadays, The magazine used it for martial arts films in general without the intent to add any negative connotations to them. Also around that time, you may recall, was the rise of disco music, and of course many artists were looking to get in on the action there. One of them was a guy by the name of Carlton George Douglas, who was born in Jamaica but grew up in the UK. Carl, as he was commonly known, was a session singer for the British label Pi Records. And he was recording a song called "I Want to Give You My Everything," which was written by Brooklyn-based songwriter Larry Weiss. i got your number now Gonna put you on the Hook, line, and sinker. My sweet baby No place for you to run you can see Jack Robinson. "I want to give you my Everything" was produced by a British Indian musician named Bidu Apia, who usually went for by just Bidu. Beedoo had hired Douglas to record the song, but, and how many times have we heard some version of this, he realized that he didn't have anything for the B side of the record. So Beedoo asked Douglas if he had any lyrics kicking around. As it turned out, Douglas did have a few songs. One of them was inspired by his seeing a couple of kids in London doing some kung fu moves. Beedoo chose that set of lyrics, and he quickly worked out a melody for it, but he didn't really put a ton of effort into it. Also, as it turned out, B-Dos didn't book a lot of time in the studio for recording the lyrics, and it took over two hours to record I Want to Give You My Everything. After taking a break, they had very little time to record the B-side, so they just kind of banged it out. Two takes in under ten minutes. That's all they had time left in the studio. B-Doo said in a 2004 interview that the song wasn't meant to be a hit. Nobody in the studio took it seriously. b said that because it was the B-side, he went really over the top with that huh and the ha and the chopping sound because who cares? It's a B-side. What he didn't count on, though, is that when he played the recording of I Wanna Give You My Everything to Robin Blanchflower over at Pi Records, well, Blanchflower asked to hear the rest of the reel, which had Kung Fu Fighting on it, and it was Blanchflower who insisted that that song be released as the A-side. Now, originally, this was thought to be a mistake, because when the record was first released in the UK in July of 1974, well, it got practically no airplay on the radio, and it sold very poorly. But it started to catch on in the dance clubs, and after more than a month of just sitting there, it entered the UK singles chart at number 47 on August 17th, making it to the top slot over there by September 21st, where it spent three weeks. Shortly after that, it was released in the United States, where it went almost straight to the top of the Hot 100 on December 7th and stayed there for an additional week. And so far as I can tell, all of this makes Carl Douglas the first Jamaican-born singer to have a number one hit in the U.S. There have been a few covers of the song, but there are really just two that are worth mentioning. The first is from 1998 and was recorded by British dance act Bus Stop. And if you thought the Chinese riff was over the top of the original version, try this on for size. to make you move Something with a funky kind fu groove Something that'll make you shout, make you way to the crowd and make you want to turn it out So honey, gather round. Right round I'll pick you up and take you on go pound for pound Cause I'm the only man who please ya I got a little something that'll tease ya There's a little bit of remix and obviously some sampling of Carl Douglas, enough that he gets partial credit on the record and some verses thrown in for good measure. This version actually made it into the top 10 in the UK and number one in New Zealand, but it doesn't appear to have charted anywhere in the U.S., Everybody is kung fu fighting. Your mind becomes fast as a lightning. I know the future is a little. The other one is from 2008 and was recorded by Philo Green with an assist from Jack Black and it was using the soundtrack to the DreamWorks computer animated film Kung Fu Panda. As far as I know, this one wasn't released as a single. And now it's time to answer today's trivia question. Back on page two, I asked you about the first hit song that started out as a commercial jingle. As I noted, most people think that it's I'd like to teach the world to sing. But in fact, that song was beaten out by about a year by a different tune. Roger Nichols and Paul Williams wrote a song that was originally used in an ad for Crocker National Bank in Southern California. The ad agency wanted the bank to appeal to younger people, so they used a the song, which made no direct reference to the bank under footage of a young couple getting married and just starting out. The commercial was pretty popular, but the problem was that it worked too well because it was attracting so many young customers, many of whom were looking for loans and had no collateral. So Crocker stopped using the ad campaign for themselves, although they did franchise it out to other banks to use in their ads. We've only just begun to live White lace and promises A kiss for luck and we on our way But Richard Carpenter thought he recognized Paul Williams' singing voice, and since they both worked at a m Records, he approached Williams and asked, if the song was only one minute long, or if maybe there might be some more. Williams said, of course there's more, and then he and Nichols raced back to write the rest of the song. The Carpenters included We've Only Just Begun on their second album, Close to You, and released it as their third single in mid-September. By the end of October, it had peaked at number two on the Billboard Hot 100 and stayed there for three weeks, blocked out by the Jackson Five's I'll Be There, and then by the Partridge Family's I Think I Love You. a full lid on yet another edition of How Good It Is. If you're enjoying the show, please take the time to share it with someone and maybe even leave a rating somewhere. If you want to get in touch with the show, well, you can email me at howgoodpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can follow the show on Twitter or Instagram at how good it is pod. You can also visit, like, and follow the show's Facebook page at facebook.com slash how good it is pod. Or you can check out the show's website, howgooditis.com. That's it? Yeah, that's it. Thanks as usual to Podcast Republic for featuring the show. And next time around, we're going to find out how good it is when we're going to the Chapel of Love. Thanks for listening, and I will talk to you next time.